0: What's going on? This is Jaylis from Nick of Time Show, here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. You know what time it is. It's time to get back to that Nick's talk. (laughs) And today I have with me none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts.
1: Ryan G is in the building Let's go You're damn right In this
0: damn building We're talking to that Knicks Talk Not that much Knicks news this week But you know We're gonna do what we do We're gonna have some fun We're gonna talk About the Knicks news That's happened Um, One main thing that happened Was a Tom Thibodeau interview But Before we even get Into that I wanna touch on something That rattled Knicks Twitter in regards to our very own Scott Perry. Uh, let's see. You know, Scott Perry has been a divisive uh, subject for some Knicks fans because some people feel like he is the reason why the Knicks did not do well last year, and he should have been gone along with Steve Mills, right? Mm-hmm. And and the news that came out recently does not help his case. <laughs> The news that came out recently is this. <clears throat> According to an NBA source familiar with the situation, Robinson, Greg Robinson, who recently left the Knicks, uh, lobbied to have the Knicks' top prospects who weren't getting enough NBA time to spend a few games or weeks in the G League to gain rhythm and grow confidence. I know we were all thinking about that last season when Knox wasn't getting any burn. Now, here's the thing. It's been reported that Perry rejected the notion, Ryan, feeling it would be perceived as too big of the motion and felt practice time as well as being around NBA coaches was more vital. <laughs> ah, man. Things that make you go,
1: hmm. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Robinson's <laughs> counter, as, as as well as mine, and other NBA fans was, practice time and scrimmages are limited. Yeah. Like, get those reps in in the G League. So, Ryan, my, my question to you is, I, already, I think I already know what you're going to say, but <laughs> do you feel like players like Kevin Knox, players like Frank Milikina, should have received more time in the G League than getting time with the Knicks squad, but not necessarily time on the court.
1: Well, when I heard this news, first and foremost, the first thing that came to my mind is this is a serious indictment against Scott Perry because young players... This is not like you're demoting a veteran to go from the NBA to the G League. Big facts. These are young players, and I feel like the only way young players get better is if you give them game, actual game time for them to improve their game and gain confidence. Where else, where else is a better place for them to gain confidence by, bring, by sending them down to the G League and getting in games where you know that they have the talent to dominate? Let them drop, you know, let Frank drop 20, 25 points a game down there. Let Kevin Knox drop 20, 25 points a game down there. And let them build up their confidence. So that when so that, you know, when you're ready to bring them back up to the pro team now, you know, they're ready and good to go. They're feeling good about themselves. They're feeling good about their game. And then, you know, when they go into the game, you know, they perform better. I don't I'm I I kinda understand what Scott Perry is saying. It is good for these players to be around the NBA culture and be around NBA coaches and things of that nature but i feel like the only way you get better is if you actually play oh, games. Yeah. that's the only way and if you, and if there's not enough time to have them play with the, you know have them play in the pro games then you bring them down to the g league and let them get their minutes there
0: like look at look at the successful team okay toronto is a perfect example of this yep. pascal Siakam, van vliet like those guys have spent Extensive time in the G League and look at them now. Pascal Siakam leading his team in the playoffs, vastly improved. And Fred VanVleet is due for a big, big payday. He's considered at this time probably one of the most valuable, sought after point guards in the free agent. Granted, you know it's a weak free agent year, but still, that's something to be said for a guy who's just been in the G League. Yep. We we should definitely. Utilize that play. And you know what? Here's the thing. The pressure of New York, man. The pressure of New York. They like to act like there's no pressure here. (laughs) But I really feel like the pressure of New York and the media and the perception prevented Scott Perry and these guys from missing a golden opportunity, man. Golden. Golden opportunity. Not specifically should have been in the G League the entire time. Yup. The
1: entire time.
0: And to me, there's just no excuse. There's just no excuse for that. It was was a wasted opportunity.
1: Really, and now this is um, bringing into question Scott Perry's future with the team because here you have a new coach coming in and Tom Thibodeau is saying how they're going to utilize the G League for the young players that don't have you know they're not getting the minutes that they need to improve in the nba right (laughs) you know and and it's like this is something that scott perry was against i'm i'm thinking this is not boding well for his future and and that he's going to eventually get replaced for another gm that is on the same page as thibodeau rose etc
0: yeah well here's the thing you know
1: like i I
0: am kind of leading the Scott Perry cheerleader wagon only because Steve Mills in my mind is so much of a dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> like someone asked me a question on another pod it was like, when you think Steve Mills, what's the first thing you think of? And I said, handicap, <laughs> you know, and for, for those who understand when I say handicap, when, you, when I'm playing video games, or I'm going to play any video games, say like Street Fighter or so, there's a little bar you adjust, right? And it's the handicap bar. And pretty much, it, it, it when you adjust the handicap bar, you're starting off with a little bit lower life than everybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean. That's what I mean when I think of Steve Mills. I feel like with, with Steve Mills on his team, we started off for the handicap. So I felt pretty like much. personally it was unfair to judge Scott Perry with a guy like Steve Mills who doesn't really know he knows basketball, but he doesn't, you know. He's been a horrible GM. We look at the record. We've lost every season pretty much that Steve Mills has been here. We've lost. Him. The one funny. huh? Nah,
1: no, keep going, keep going.
0: And the one season when we had a winning season was the one season Steve Mills wasn't even here. <laughs> Coincidence?
1: Definitely not. I mean, at this point, I think Steve Mills is synonymous with hot L's. Like he's <clears> serving <throat> those hot L's, like State, like Shannon Sharp, just serving those hot L's wherever he goes. It's hot L's, exactly.
0: <laughs> and and that mixed with you know. I still like the Mitchell Robinson pick. I still like some of the moves he's made. I-, I felt like we were going the right direction with some of the coach head coach the this te- this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Not Fisdale was a dud. I'm a Fisdale was yeah. a dud. Uh, KP KP trade definitely a dud. Pretty much. Uh, depending on how you see it is depending on who you blame for that. Like he was he wasn't here for the KP debacle with with. with um, Phil Jackson and that drama. So I don't know how much I completely blame him because he wasn't there when that drama started. But, exactly. he, but I felt and like he had the media to clean it up. Keep, go ahead, Ryan.
1: No, I was just saying that I feel like Scott Perry tried his best to clean up, but I think at that point it was just irreparable. It, it, it was just, it is what it is at that right. point. And then the trade, well, we know what happened with the trade. Just, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All that being said, does not look good. It does not look good in the fans' eyes that Scott Perry refused to, you know, not send people in the G League. Yeah. But, like Ryan was saying before, one of the good things about this Tom Thibodeau hire is the fact that Tom Thibodeau believes in the G League, which is going to bring us into our next conversation. The... Tom Thibodeau internet interview that aired on MSG Networks online. It's time to talk about that. Now, Ryan, I saw it. I know you saw it. Yes, Anything sir. you stand out in that interview that you felt like, you know, some things that make you go home, home with some things that stood out. was like, yes, I like that. Or, hmm, I don't like that. What did
1: you think about that? Whole... The one thing that did stand out to me is because I think one of the knocks against Thibodeau throughout his career is the fact that which I think is an unfair knock is the fact that he doesn't really care about youth development. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the interview, he addressed that pretty well saying that, you know, about the G league, you know, if young players aren't getting enough time in the NBA, he's going to send them to the G league and have them, you know, play their minutes there and help them to build their confidence and this and that. And I feel like Thibodeau is adjusting to what he has with the Knicks. Cause he looks at the roster and he sees that the Knicks have a bunch of young players. It's not a veteran roster. And I feel like Thibodeau is kind of like, I guess, adjusting to the roster. And he's like, okay, you know what? I have to concentrate on player development because at this point, that's what the Knicks are. They're a player development team because of all the young talent they have. And I feel like Thibodeau is, with the addition of Leon Rose and everybody, they, you know, they're looking towards you know, building a better player development staff and things of that nature to help these young guys get along. And I also like the fact that he pointed out RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson as like the two young players that really caught his eye. Right. Because if you look at it, like those those are our two best young players. You know, RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. I like the, I also like the fact that he threw in Frank Nilakina and Kevin Knox saying that these guys have talent, which they do. It's just a matter of, well, Kevin Knox needs a whole bunch of confidence. Like, Kevin Knox is on the... He's pretty much on the outskirts right now, but I think... But with Frank, too, it's like... You just have to bring out the offensive game in Frank and the confidence in Frank to really attack on offense because the defense is already there. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's the one main thing I liked about the press conference with Thibodeau, that he addressed player development, and for the most part, I liked what he said about it.
0: Yeah, it's funny, too, because... You know, going through the news this week, Andrew Wiggins, who's, you know, like he's the guy on, on, on Minnesota who seemed like he wasn't having it with Thibodeau. <laughs> you know, he he was the guy who seemed the most vocal about it. All of a sudden, he comes out and goes, That he had a, a, a great respect for him. And he said he enjoyed playing with him. That's that's okay. what he stole Steve Kerr. So it's like, Which, which is it? What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: But also, yeah. go ahead.
1: No, no, Keep going.
0: But also, like Ryan is saying, is I, I liked that um he addressed the, the youth movement and the youth development, and that seems to be a theme with you know the information's been coming in, in general. Not not even just with the the press conference, but some articles I've been reading this week. Because you know when I was looking through the news this week and. Ian Begley on SNY reported that uh, the Knicks are going to be hiring a significant number of player development coaches for Tom Thibodeau's staff. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, if you're a Knicks fan like me and Ryan and and even following along when they were putting this staff together, it seems like to us anyway that they were already putting together a development staff. That was the one of the things we were excited about it. Comes to find out, after reading this article, <laughs> <laughs> Ian notices, he, he notes, he says, it's interesting to note that some coaches from other teams last year felt that David Fisdale, the most recent next Health coach, had one of the smaller staffs, assistant coaches, and player development coaches in the NBA.
1: Interesting.
0: Like what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: you're telling me after all of that talk with David Fitzdale Development, 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 we have the smallest staff in the NBA?
1: That's crazy to me. Is is that is that a matter of Fisdale just not wanting to work with a huge staff, or is that just Knicks management just not being up to you know the standards of player development? And they're just like, you know what, this, this is all you need, you don't need no more than this.
0: I think it's becoming more and more evident we chose the wrong coach. <laughs> it's, it's like the more you learn, the more you realize this was the wrong guy. And it goes on to say that the Brooklyn Nets were one of the first teams in the league to significantly expand their player development. So I'm glad to know that Tom Thibodeau seems to be interested in play the band. Like every coach who's been here has said that, but I feel like I hope, I hope, cause I felt, yeah, this, way. <laughs> I felt this way with David Fisdale too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe this time is more real. And I feel that way because of another thing I've noticed in this press conference. And it's a section when Tom Thibodeau talks about what he's been doing in the offseason, right? And we talked about this a little bit last last episode, if you haven't checked out the, the Tom Thibodeau Hire episode. Tom Thibodeau took a year off. He wasn't really coaching. But if you know Tom Thibodeau, basketball is life. He's not married, but he's married to the game, right? Yes, so, Ryan, if you're married to the game, is a vacation really a vacation? Mm, not, I think not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what did Tom Tabeto do in that year off? He visits Doc Rivers. He speaks to them, finds out their philosophy. He goes to Boston, finds out their philosophy. He goes to Miami, which is what, I, what I, I really like that. I feel like there's some synergy there. Yeah. His thinking, being tough-nosed. Finds out their philosophy. Goes to Golden State. He goes to Orlando. He goes to different areas. He studies to see where he feels like, you know, his philosophies match up. And he also studies to see where he feels like he can improve. And he's going to add it to his knowledge. He said that in the the conference. So that, to me, definitely stood out. Because for me personally, me personally, Jay Ellis, Jay Ellis likes to learn. Jay Ellis likes to learn something new every year. Yeah. That's been, that's a staple of mine, point blank period. Every year, learn something new. And what happens when you learn something new every year is you never get stale, you're always improving. And that's, to me, a sign of a winner. And I'm hoping that he brings that to the Knicks and brings more philosophies to the Knicks and we actually end up winning and improving.
1: Yes, sir. It it gives you hope that the Thibodeau that you're going to see in New York is going to be different from the Thibodeau you saw in Minnesota and you saw in Chicago because it does seem like he's more open to learning new things. And I feel like if you're going to be a good coach in the league, you have to be open to different people's philosophies and different people's standpoints and things like that because the game is forever changing, the game's forever evolving, and you have to be uh, – chameleon of some sort, you know? You you have to be able to change with the game, and if Thibodeau can pull that off, it's going to be a great high for the Knicks down the road.
0: Right, exactly. And, and speaking of evolving, something else that stood out to me, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, Ryan, but a big statement he made that stood out to me was he recognizes what's changing in the league. He recognized it, because if, if he was reading what Berman was writing about him, he 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 was talking about how uh, Tom Thibodeau teams aren't usually in the top in the league in shooting threes. But now, as of now, he recognizes the league has changed from three out, two in, to four out, one in, and even five out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, Lord, recognize this. Please. I want us to be a modern... Three point shooting team so bad. Because if you really recognize that this Tom that you'll really try to work with this coaching staff to get us a stretch for here. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yes, sir. Yeah. But to be honest, Sue, he also he also mentioned that he, there are certain teams who like to live in the post and he does see value in the post. But I'm hoping he sees value in the threes as well and tries to find that synergy and build a team accordingly, I'm hoping. Exactly. I'm
1: hoping. Did anything else stand out to you, Ryan, when it came to this interview? Matter of fact, you you pretty much said the other thing that stood out, the fact that he, like, traveled to, like, Orlando and L.A. to be with Doc Rivers, et cetera, and learning, you know, different philosophies from them and, like, if they had, if they had any philosophies that, you know, stuck with him mm-hmm. and things like that. So you pretty much touched on, like, the other positive aspect of the um the press conference that I thought that was like really positive in regards to um Thibodeau.
0: And of course too for the fans I know you guys looking out for this he touched on RJ and Mitch standing out. Yes. Sir. when looking through the film. Uh we're all excited about that. I think he's super excited about you know getting Mitch and turning him into a defensive player. I think anybody would salivate over that. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping he turns RJ into the next Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. Yo,
1: the talent is there. You just got to unlock it.
0: Mm-hmm. In other news, because there wasn't, you know, I, to me, those are the biggest things that stood out to me. There was other things that he mentioned, you know, like, Building championship habits and working hard. You know, a lot of these types of buzzwords.
1: The things we hear from every, like, Knicks coach that comes in. (laughs) Right, right,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But to me, those are the things that got a little bit more into detail. Yeah. And less of, you know, basic, basic rhetoric that you hear at every press conference. So I thought it was cool to to pick that out. Um, I guess the other thing that is worth mentioning is he, knowing that Kevin Knox and Frankie Lucina, uh, he mentioned that he has to work with them and he wants to see where they're at. He doesn't just want to jump to a conclusion because he doesn't know the work that went in to even get them to that point. So he knows he has to work with them individually to see where they're at and making an evaluation from there and then give them a game plan for the summer to develop, just like any other coach would. And you know what? News came out as well that The Knicks, um, they should be doing some individual workouts too. So individual workouts are on the way. Kevin Knox is already here. So I would imagine he'd be meeting with with Tibbs first, but Frank and and Mitch probably will follow soon. Although Frank is in France. I would say that. Frank is in France. (laughs) All right. Like I said, short news week.
1: Yes, sir. Short news week.
0: In other news, though, um, listen, Mike and Mike, we talked about the development staff, right? It's been rumored that Mike Woodson is definitely going to be on the Knicks squad. He's going to be on the staff. So. In some capacity. Didn't say what role he would have, but it will be definitely in some capacity. Uh, Listen, Tom Thibodeau, he's been a guy that uh, can't relate to, to the guys. Maybe Woodson will help him relate to some of these young guys sometimes. You know what I'm saying?
1: For real. And I hope that he brings some of the stuff he learned with Doc Rivers over to the Knicks as well, being on the staff, seeing how the Clippers are run.
0: Exactly, exactly. And shout out to Knicks fan TV too, because I was trying to figure out, you know, what role Mike Wilson can play with the Knicks, because right now it feels like a nostalgia pick to me, right? It felt like a nostalgia pick. Because to me, adding Mike Miller to the team is a little bit different, because, you know, Mike Miller and Tom Thibodeau both kind of run... Triangle action, they both kind of had that same thing going. for So I feel like Mike Miller can bridge the gap for Tom Thibodeau, kind of how, like, you know, when somebody's taking somebody else's job and they want to transfer the files over to them and explain how everything works. And like, I feel like Mike Miller and Tom Thibodeau have a lot of same philosophies, even in listening to that press conference. Tom Thibodeau talked about, you know, getting to the paint. You hear Mike Miller also talking about paint touches all the time. You you hear Tom Thibodeau talking about guarding guarding the rim. And you hear Mike Miller talking about either taking away the three or the rim, not giving them both. So you you feel like there's some philosophies that overlap those two. So I feel like if Mike Miller is on the squad, those two would get away, you know, they'll gel well together. But Mike Woodson... Maybe he can help with three-point shooting, three-out, four-out, five-out philosophy that he had with the Knicks. Maybe he can help bridge the gap and soften soften Tom Thibodeau's
1: delivery. It could be a possibility.
0: Because, you know, Knicks players have said, because we've interviewed on Knicks fan TV, that... Woodson was tough. He was always tough, but he never was a guy who was seen as a like, disrespectful. He was tough, but people still respected him and, and, and he was kind of like a final figure. So maybe Tom Thibodeau, working with Woodson can help find that synergy and that balance of, you know, yelling, being tough on a guy, but not, you know, feeling like, yo, damn, son, get on my back. Like
1: yeah exactly <laughs> like like Thibodeau's gonna be the yeller while Mike Woods is gonna be the dude to like take, take someone to the side and be like you know give yeah. you that tough love but at the same time give you that you know fatherly love like yo you know just be easy you know you'll get it right and, and you know give them encouraging words at the same time yeah like, like- good cop bad cop you know, they, you know. yeah and dad might whoop your ass and mom I'm like it's okay baby. <laughs> like exactly. sometimes you need both sometimes
0: you word. need both, <laughs> you, need both. <laughs> you know what i'm saying not calling you know mac woods and a mom or anything but you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist of it word <laughs> but yeah it's it's been rumored that they're gonna expand expand that uh staff. Look for Allen Houston to take on more of a court on-court development role, which is interesting. I like that. I like that from a, a PR standpoint. Yeah. And from... Teach, teach our players how to shoot, please. Come on! <laughs> I mean, the best, one of the best shooters in Knicks history. Exactly. When not injured, shot 50% from the field. Like, come on. I'm with that. Teach, teach Knox how to shoot. Teach, teach RJ, for sure. Word. And also, there should be a role. There could be a role for Rod Strickland. Okay, Rod. Yeah, yeah. bringing back, bringing back the old, the old guys, man. Considered for a G League player development role. That's kind of cool.
1: That's what's up. we all know. Rod Strickland was a mean point guard back in the day, too. So, Come if you could transfer some of those point guard skills to our guys now, listen, I'm with
0: it. Listen. I'm a shoot. I, I might send Frank to G League just to work with Raj in person. <laughs> like, come on, Word. come on, and let's be real. Just because here's the other thing about the G League too. To get back to that, the success of Dotson to me is is interesting because I felt like if the G League helped anybody, I would definitely helped Dotson. I'm not. I, I know he's not a you know a superstar now. But he seemed like he benefited from the D-League. So if it benefited Dotson, why wouldn't it benefit Knox and Frank when they was having their problems or not getting minutes or whatever? I just don't get that notion.
1: I don't get it either. But maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's because Dotson's a second-round pick and Frank and Knox were first-round picks. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the difference right there. Politics, man. It's the politics, the
0: politics of sending a first-round pick in New York is too much for, for for Scott Perry's mind. That's exactly what that was. You're oh, right. Yeah. I'm back. I got it. <clears throat> but yeah, also among the people that the Knicks are looking at for a development role or to be to join Tom the staff is Rick Brunson, uh, Tetsuki Yoshimoto. <laughs> They're okay. both on Tom the staff in Minnesota. I tried. Don't don't kill me. You tried your best. Yo, I tried. tried your best. <laughs> 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 right, and also Pickney. Pickney has worked Tom Thibodeau before. Five seasons with Chicago Bulls and through the Minnesota Timberwolves, and also went to work with Derrick Rose. So again, any young point guards who work with their Rose, any young any and Rob Strickland as well. If they get their hands on our point guards, I'm all for it. Hopefully, our staff is complete and we can do something with with these players going forward.
1: Mm. Yep.
0: Pooh, pooh, pooh. All right. Okay, so short show this week, but the short show gives us an opportunity to, you know, look at some of these YouTube comments because last week was an interesting week. We talked about hiring Tom Thibodeau and we also talked about the possibility of trading for Zach Levine. Now, I know I talked to some people about this. Some people believe that this is a smoke screen. And, you know, there's no way the Knicks would go after Zach Levine and da, da, da I certainly don't think that is the case. This is a new coach, a new staff. They certainly want to go after players, young players. And I think Zach Levine is absolutely a target. It's already been reported that the Knicks and the Nets have done their due diligence and are investigating or monitoring, rather, the situation with Zach Levine and the Bulls. And it seems like Zach Levine is having problems with his coach. So keep an eye on that. With that being said, people did not like the trade proposals in the comments for Zach Levine. I'ma read, I'm gonna read one. So shout out to EJ EJ1. EJ1 said, uh, next year's draft is just too stacked to moving picks for a guy who has never won anything. I think this rebuild with Tibbs is going to be easier on us Knicks fans because Tibbs is going to get the most out of the young guys who buy in. For this first year on the Tibbs, we should just be trying to target guys with free agency like Jeremy Grant, Davis Bertans, Joe Harris, or even Gallo, if the money is right, and keep our picks. <clears throat>
1: Okay. I'll say this: He makes solid points. I'm not going to get on him for the points he made, but I'm just going to explain my reasoning right quick as to why I would pull the trick on that trade. Okay. Okay. The Knicks are doing youth development, right? Right. How old is Zach Levine? What is he like? Twenty five, I believe. Exactly, twenty four, twenty five years old. So, if so, bringing in Zach Levine is that breaking away from the Knicks? Young development strategy that that they have at the moment.
0: No, it depends on who you value. Like if if you value Kevin Knox and you feel like Kevin Knox is going to turn out to be something, then you might disagree. Yeah, but um, for me personally, Kevin Knox, I don't think he's going to average twenty five points a game like Zach Levine does. I'll exactly. Be completely honest. But the danger that made me that made me go huh, I'm not sure is next year's draft is so stacked supposedly it's supposed to be. I mentioned this last week too it's supposed to be one of the best drafts in years mm-hmm. and if we end up losing again this season yeah then we can end up losing on a trade because we can end up with a top five top 10 pick in a stat draft.
1: Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean, which is, which is very understandable, which is why, you know, I was like, you know, he made a solid, you know, a solid, um, decision, you know, on what, on what the Knicks should do. But my thing is like, okay, Zach Levine mm-hmm. is still young, 24 going 25, or he's 25 at the moment at mm-hmm. 25, he's averaging over 25 points a game. So he's not even in his prime yet. And he's right. averaging 25 points a game. So he has space to get even better. So to me, it's like if I can get a guy that's 25 years old, averaging twenty-five a game, still has room for improvement. He's still young, so he's gonna fit into the Knicks' young de- you know, young player development culture. Right. I'm like, why not why not pull the trigger on that if the only player we're giving up is Knox, where I don't think Knox is gonna reach that type of potential and two first round picks, even though yes, the draft is stacked because yeah, that might not work out for the Knicks, but at the same time, what happen, what happens if it does? You know, then it then it's gonna be like, oh, then the trade was worth it then. It's it's one of those, it's 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 just a risk thing. It's like it's well, definitely the a risk. work out in our favor or not.
0: It's definitely a risk. It's it's definitely a risk. You wonder if it would take another year instead of this year's. I doubt that. Um also a thing to consider is, you know, he has what, two years left? Yeah. So how much is Zach Levine worth is the other question. Because if you trade for Zach Levine, my thing would be, are you doing a sign and trade? Is Zach
1: Levine worth a max?
0: I guess that's the other question.
1: (laughs) In today's NBA, he probably is (laughs) because (laughs) they give a max contracts to anybody now, but if you want to be realistic about it, I wouldn't give him a max, but I would give him a significant amount of money though because I feel like if you're 25 years old averaging over 25 a game, you know, you deserve, so you deserve a good amount of money, you know, it's not like you, right. know, you deserve to be underpaid or anything like that.
0: And I and I think that's the easy, uneasiness of it. The uneasiness of it is he's 25 years old. He's, he, he's scoring 25 a game, but he's not winning. So in your mind, you're going, am I giving a max to a guy who's not going to move the needle forward? That
1: and is then, true, but then you also, have, you also have to look at his roster in Chicago. Is that a winning roster? And that's that's another
0: that's a, another thing to consider. Because it's not as easy as you think. Once you start to talk about it and break it down, it's not as easy as you think. Like, what makes it... What makes a person a winning player, right? Yeah. Um it I don't know if I'll give him a max either. And, and and that's a sticking point too. I don't I don't know if I'll give him a max. I know some people will say Brandon Ingram is worth a max, and that's oh, something hell I would yeah, exactly. and and that's hell something Oh yeah. That's that that to me that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is Zach LaVine max? Even Zach LaVina max is not a no-brainer, which makes it scary. Yeah. which makes it scary, is what I'm saying. But you know what? This this brings me to another player that another fan commented on. Shout out to you. Canal Bond, lawyer. He says, Booker, Devin Booker, of course, is the player the Knicks should be trying to get. You have him and free agency will sell itself. The object is to get him without giving up this year's pick or Mitch,
1: Barrett, and Frank. <laughs> I'm sorry my dude but that's a pipe dream I'm sorry that's a pipe dream right there. <laughs> that is, that's it's a pipe
0: dream I'm sorry it's, it's
1: definitely a pipe dream uh, don't get me wrong I love Devin Booker like Devin Booker is definitely a better player than Zach Levine if I had to choose between getting Devin Booker or Zach Levine I'm definitely gonna choose Devin Booker but Devin Booker just recently signed an extension not too long ago so you already know you have to give up The kitchen sink to get Devin Booker right now, which means Mitch, Frank, and those dudes, RJ, they're going to be included in that deal. If if not, all of them it's going to be at least two or three or something.
0: And and I'll say this, too, as well. Devin Booker is not going anywhere for at least two or three years. We talked about this already. Because he's in a four year, he has a four year contract as of today. There's no incentive for the Suns to move him. Ian Beckley has, has said that many a times. That's why we really didn't mention him. Obviously, we think Devin Booker is better than Zach Levine. That's that's not even in discussion. But it's also funny to know, you know, uh, Devin Booker, he was struggling for a long time. As good as Devin Booker has been, this is the first time where people kind of feel like, I don't know, his team has done better. And it's probably because of what? The pieces around him. I feel like he's been. I feel like Devin Booker has been more appreciated this year because of players added around him, like Ricky Rubio.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Kelly Oubre Jr. and guys like that.
0: Right, the supporting cast can get you the bag. So you know, it makes you think: Does Zach Levine look better with a better supporting cast?
1: Exactly, remains to be seen.
0: Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Still a risk. So I don't I don't blame people for freaking out with the play scenarios. I that, that, that. definitely don't. <laughs> definitely don't. Word. Big risk. Yeah. Big 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 team risk. Because listen, man, we traded we traded some picks before, man, and it didn't it didn't, it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out. <laughs> it definitely it didn't, didn't turn, turn out,
1: out in our favor at all.
0: Different. Montrez Uh next pick.
1: Eh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had a few of those. I don't, all right. Never mind the <laughs> depressed again. <clears throat> also, got to shout out my guy, Delano Steele, man. Left a comment. He left many comments, but I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave you with this one. He wrote about Tom Thibodeau affecting players on his team, right? Because we talked about who do you feel like Tom Thibodeau will affect the most on his team. We did not mention Knox, but he did. He says the surprising play I think would flourish under Tom Thibodeau. His coaching is actually Knox, R.J. Mitch, and F- I'm sorry, is actually Knox, R.J. Mitch, and Frank are good on defense. Thoughts on that, Ryan?
1: Well, like I've said, with Knox right now, to me, he's on the. He's on the cusp right now, like as in, you know, another bad season, you're out. You know, the only way he's going to stay is if he has an improving season. If Thibodeau can reach Knox, I mean, hey, I mean, Thibodeau's a defensive coach. Maybe he can get Knox to play better defense. And then maybe, you know, if Knox plays better defense, maybe that'll help his offensive game a bit, you know, help him gain a bit of confidence or whatever the case may be. So it's a possibility. I mean, you know, Delano might be right on that. But at the moment, <sighs> don't give up, Ryan. He had a good first year. <laughs> at the moment, Knox, <laughs> Knox is he's he's on the border right now. I'm just gonna say he's on the border I know, right now. I know. He's, on border. he's on the border. I
0: know he's on the border. You know, you know he's on the wall. We get it.
1: But don't give up. All right, I'm not giving up. I told him one more season, just one more. Know. He has it's, to show me something this season. It's
0: funny. Someone wrote something interesting. And I'm curious to see where this is going to go. He said Knox himself says he likes it when coaches are hard on him. He actually feels like he does
1: better. Well, Thibodeau's going to be hard on him, so... (laughs) (laughs) If that's the case,
0: Knox might have an all-star year. Mm.
1: (laughs) If Knox has an all-star year, dog. (laughs) Thibodeau coach of the year? you're not only does Thibodeau not not only does Thibodeau deserve coach of the year, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I may have to take like I may have to go to the bar and take like five, six shots if Knox, if Knox really has an all-star season of Sun, yo, because that's gonna be out of this world.
0: What's the all-star season for Knox? 15 a game? 17 a game?
1: If Knox can average 15 to 17 a game, I'll be I'll be praising the heavens. If oh, yeah, he can no 15 to 17 a game.
0: Praise basketball Jesus. I'll praise Word. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a Knox jersey if he averages 15 to hey. 17 points a game. I'll buy a Knox jersey. And I'll send you a KOT t-shirt. Word. <laughs> In I'll, I'll, wear, I'll, wear, I'll wear both proudly if he, can, he, if he can get to 15 to seventy mm. points a game. I'll wear them both proudly.
0: Oh, man. I was rocking one, actually. This should be a... We'll see. We'll see. All right. Now, it's time for one of the favorite parts of the show. Oh. The Oopics. <laughs> Oopics are... Wait a minute. There's no Oopics this week. Ha ha! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no Knicks basketball, so no Oopics. Yeah, there's no Sorry, Oopics. We, we, Sorry,
0: guys. Apologize. Sorry, we guys. apologize. We <laughs> apologize. And there was no Sham God videos from Mitch Robinson this week, either. Only yeah. workout video I saw was, was Frank... Uh, in France, training with his tra- trainer, but he's by himself. He's doing, like, little dribble dribble drills. It wasn't, you know, necessarily anybody dunking on their high school friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, no picks this week, maybe next week. But we do have our other favorite part of the show. Bruh. The Bruh Picks. Bruh Picks are usually the bloopers, worst plays of the week. Or just something stupid that happened in our everyday life. Ryan. Or, bruh man from the fifth floor.
1: Uh, Are,
0: you... Are there any bruh picks for you this week, man?
1: I got one special bruh pick. Okay. From former Nick Great, <laughs> former sixth man of the year, mm. J.R. Smith. Henny God, J.R. Swish, whatever you want to call Anything him. has is By many nicknames. <laughs> so, the Lakers were playing a game last week. I forgot against who. But it was a scrimmage game, though. And, you know, J.R. Smith, you know, trying to get back into the groove. You know, my man hasn't played basketball for a He's long been time. Out. He's been out for a minute. Exactly. So, you know, he had the ball. You know, he, just, he was just doing typical J.R. S- Smith things, you know, between the legs. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, you know. You know, trying to shake up his defender. His defender wasn't going anywhere, though. His defender, you know, he he, he kept close, stay packed. Then J.R. Smith put up that padded, J R Smith type of shot mm. from the baseline, and it hits the side of the backboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I peeped. I, I peeped it. Like he tried it. He tried to fade away and didn't quite fade yeah. the way he wanted to.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean. He's getting
0: the rust off. He's getting to rust. He's getting rust off. He's yeah, getting to rust.
1: Off. You know, he's, he's kind of rusty. It's, it's understandable.
0: But at the same time, when he was in his prime, he was still kind of doing certain things like that. But whatever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, neither here or there. All right. And that's it, right? Is that sort all, all of Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, that is our show. Short week, short news week this week. So we're gonna wrap this up. Uh you know you can find us, man. You can find us on soundcloud.com slash time show. Definitely can find us on YouTube.com slash time show. If you don't watch our videos, man, are you dumb? What is happening with you, man? Get your it's whole life.
1: Man.
0: Get your life. That's where it's at on our YouTube channel. Son.
1: Also exactly, yo. Yeah.
0: Also, shout out to Dash Radio for housing us, man. Shout out to you guys. Rocking with us for dumb long, Dumb, 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 dumb long. Word. All right, all right. But well, that is our show. You can also find us on Twitter at thekotshow.com. Not the .com. Just the KOT Show.
1: Just, just the KOT Yeah, <laughs> <show>. my bad.
0: <laughs> you, can find, you, you can find us on the internet at bigtimeshow.com. Definitely, definitely read the new article by a guy, Dave Sheets, who writes a pretty good article. On Tom Thibodeau, and you know his interactions with his NBA players like Steve, like a uh, uh, Kobe Bryant and his, his contributions with the Celtics. Really good article. Shout out to you today. He's, he's growing with us as a writer. Shout out to you. And yeah, also find me RJ. Let's draw things on Instagram if you want to follow me to see some artwork. Sometimes you'll see some some Knicks merch before it drops, just like this RJ shirt behind me. At JLS draws things. No dollar sign S, none of that. Straight up JLS draws things. Where can they find you, sir?
1: You can find me at Sir G is chilling.
0: E- e- R- sir C is chilling. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I can't quite get the, e- e- rip. I can't get it right with the Sir G. I'm working on it.
1: Go ahead. It's a work in progress. <laughs> that is S I R G is C H I L L I N. That's right. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Peace and love onto where you from. But all the body won't I ever come? Say a bit. I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Represent from one your city City of dreams.